the, the question we posed last week, we were discussing issues of pri- privacy for South Africans among us, um, and doctors um, re- disclosing medical information, rabbis disclosing me- medical information, people disclosing medical information for dating purposes, whatever, whatever we said that you must disclose um, in many cases. Um, so it comes, there's another issue here, and um, one issue we're going to get back to is the, if we discussed a little last week about the swearing, since you person takes an oath, or if you, is that an issue, is that a contradiction to your oath if you're disclosing medical information? But here you have another question in the same context, which is when, uh, today in many teaching hospitals, um, so the way it works is in order to train medical students, you need to bring them around on rounds with you. Okay, so the question is, is that a, a uh, breach of confidentiality when you have all these little students? Not little, I mean, I mean, cute students, young students coming around the bed and this poor guy sitting in the bed and poor woman and everyone's there, you know, you're in your little um, hospital nightgown. Doesn't cover very much and, and then you have the medical records, he's discussing your medical case, revealing much information um, do you need consent from the patient to do that? That's the question, because is it a breach of privacy or of confidentiality without getting consent from the patient? Do you hear the question? I don't think it's an issue. Why not? I don't see because you issue. ask them and they say yes, or they say no, yes, and you and they don't. said yes, there's no issue. True. question is, let's That's say they're reality. unconscious. Let's say they're unconscious, they're not able to say yes. Morning. Or let's say you didn't ask them. Oh, you mean if they were well, unconscious? Yeah. So There's first of all, you do ask them. But second of all, uh, if they're unconscious, you can make, uh, you yes, can make so a question, question of that. question. Or if they didn't say yes, can I do it anyway? Then or if, uh, you don't come. I think it's implied that the, the issue for me is right in front of the patient or outside the door of the no. patient? You're coming in the room and you're, you but take a chart and then you show them, look, he has this. I think once you enter the hospital, all the information should be shared with any hospital personnel freely. Actually, the law is, it's only, by law, legally, it's only to be uh, shared with those involved in the finances. Legally. Finances? Finances, HIPAA, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Really? Well, I, I think it should be shared with anyone involved in the medical team or medical care of the patient. But I do have concerns about yeah, speaking in front of the patient. Including about the patient? What do you mean, speaking? I could see that it could be perceived as offensive when it's right in front of the patient talking about them as if they're a third person. That's a very good point. Object. That's Make what they mentioned here. But outside the room, which is traditionally what we would do, we would talk outside the room. Mm-hmm. Then when you go inside the room, you treat them as a human. Right, so you say that's another like issue. So there's really two issues there. Ron is pointing out a very good point, which the answer, we'll, we'll discuss that in the answer, which is one issue is breach of confidentiality, which Ron, you're saying it's not an issue. I don't think it's a problem at all. I'm not sure it is, unless there was consent. If, if it's assumed, I mean, you sign consent, consent when you come into a hospital that everyone who needs to know. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you why the question. The question is best based here is on that there's not, it's not for the benefit of the patient for the students knowing the information. Meaning, for the benefit of the patient wants, yeah, he's okay with revealing confidentialities to anyone who could help him. Exactly. So just for the, for the, uh, for the, for the janitor to know, or in this case, the students who are, who are not, who are not, they're not treating the patient. It's just the teaching. It's for medical care. No, but it's not for no. for other medical. It's to help them learn for the future. This has nothing know. to do with this case. They're medical not going to help this guy. Great today. questions that can affect the medical care. Okay, should have been a rabbi. 
So, so that's a very good point, which we'll get to also. But so that's one issue. Second question, the second issue is what Ron's bring up is, is just uh, which is I never would have thought of that. It's just you're treating the person like a piece of meat, meaning it's just embarrassing. You know, you, you, uh, the it's besides the issue of confidentiality, you know, you're using him as a prop, so to speak, in your classroom. You know, that's what the patient's becoming. This is uh, we're going to show him this pimple on his tuchus or whatever it is. It is you. It's it's not. Uh, Pleasant for the patient. So besides the confidentiality. The patients love it, by the way. In fact, the majority yes. do. Well, the reality TV. You can bring a TV crew in 100%. There are people who like a lot of crazy Head things. Board. But <laughs> so let's, so let's just read the question, then we'll discuss. The both both issues like are you discussed you in the two of Both of your issues. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, don't so I got the answer then. Okay, good. So yeah, the, the challenge is the patient lay in his hospital bed waiting for his doctor's daily visit. When the doctor arrived, he was accompanied by a group of medical <laughs> students. Let's change the word. The doctor discussed all the patient's yeah, symptoms I with them. One of those, uh, many, many, many. As well, many. <laughs> you're not going to get the question, then you're not going to get the answer. Then you're going to say, I well, got the well. question, got the answer. The doctor discussed all the patient's symptoms with them, using, using him as a case study with which to test their knowledge. He answered their questions, highlighted certain points of interest in the case, and generally led the patient to feel that he was an inanimate object or an animal held captive in a cage. That's a little extreme. Depends which hospital, I guess. For the amusement or education of spectators. Um, is it wrong for a doctor to use the patient this way in order to teach interns? So it's a little traumatizing. But amusement or? Did you say amusement or education? Yes. Did you say that? Yes. Well, I didn't decided. say that. I read that. Uh, the, the case here says that. Amusement or education. So we're going to turn to the back here, which is the real tshuva where this, this rabbi was taking it from. Uh, basing it off of so, and that's where we started last week. So, we can start where the asterisk is. We start from there because that's where he starts addressing this. This is from the Tzitz Eliezer of Eliezer Waldenberg. Um, I forgot what year this was, 1973, that he wrote this. But he says like this. He says, um, so this doctor posed numerous questions. So this was the second question. He says here, we're starting from here. whatever your honor, ode that you also asked the Ms. Gerrit Shelato in the context of your question, is there a problem of revealing confidentialities by Dracha studentin when you're taking around students um, around the bed of the patient. Matarahi, the goal, the, the purpose of the tour for the students is Limud has student is the purpose that the student should learn. But it's the purpose is not for the benefit of the patient to help the patient. So meaning, if it's to help the patient, like you're saying, I think it's obvious there's no breach of confidentiality. If I'm bringing in another doctor who might have an opinion on this, so then great. So then, of course, you're helping the patient and it's not considered a breach of confidentiality for the benefit of the patient. But here, where the goal is in a teaching hospital is not the patient, per se, although Ron sort of said maybe there is a benefit. The person might ask a good question and help the patient. But initially, the, the, the stated goal of taking students around the bed is specifically for the purpose of helping the students learn. Okay, so then the question is, is that considered a breach of confidentiality? So he says, Ubekan, um, a certain extent, says, in this case, he says it's even more obvious, similar to what Rob was saying, to permit it, that it's okay. Meaning more than the case we had before, where you have to, where he's discussing, I don't remember, but he's discussing revealing confidentialities to, to uh, fiance, I think this was about the, per, the woman who didn't have kids, couldn't have kids, um, and she was engaged. So he says, here it's even more simple 
more obvious to permit it. Why? The Bashas HaShvua, I mean, he's talking about again, in the context of the, you took an oath to, to, to not to reveal confidential, medical confidentialities. So he said, Bashas HaShvua, when a person takes this oath, when a doctor takes this oath, Yodua Kol Rofei, every doctor understands, she Yadrich student, Yad Mitzvah it's part of being a doctor. If you're in a teaching hospital, and I'm assuming in Israel this is very standard, all hospitals are probably somewhat teaching hospitals. In that sense, it's socialized medicine, so they can't afford a different hospital. So the the point being is, so he says this is part of practicing medicine. because that's the way it's done. Of course, when he took the oath, he didn't mean to include in this oath not to reveal medical information to students. Yesh, um, that's one thing he says. Yesh and he says there's an additional rationale to permit it, Lomar to say, the, the, this is what Ron was saying, the Bekol Chachma Yisigwa Klal Shalu B'Tamidei Yosemikulam. It says in Pirkei Avot, I believe, the mission of Pirkei Avot, the Netflix of our fathers, that states that the rabbi was saying, I learned from this rabbi, I learned from that rabbi, but I learned the most from my students. And I could surely say that in this, in this setting here. I learned the most from my students, um, without question. I learned things that I've never believed that I've ever learned. If you pay attention, you'd learn more. <laughs> so, um, so there's no question he's saying. So based on that principle in Pirkei Avot, which says, which says that I learned the most from all from my students, so he's saying, meaning, what, what's the interpretation there? It doesn't, it's not just a nice thing, not just a nice principle where rabbis say, I learned from my students. He's saying, no, it's a real thing. The, the commentaries there explain, because, as Ron mentioned, students ask questions, and they make you crazy and uh, have it all on tape. You know. And they, they, they make your life miserable. They, they keep on badgering you, send you emails after class and, and have ethical questions. So you end up learning um, a lot, not just a lot, almost more than... Uh, there's no question this class has educated me and changed my life. Um, I'm not saying for the better. <laughs> could be for the worse. But, but the point is, so, so, right, so, so that is, so he's saying students around a, a patient's bed is not just, yes, you're right, the goal, stated goals for the benefit of the students. But there's no question the doctor, like as Ron mentioned, this doc, the students can ask a question. He's going to say, why are you doing it this way? Why don't you do it that way? I just read an article in, in JAMA that says there's a new method, right, so you're going to learn um, a lot from the students. So he says, so he says, um, that's what he's saying, um, based on this principle, and because of your explanation then that's another part part of it which is when a when a teacher has to explain something he has to understand it very well because if he just prepared for the class a half hour ago like in this case so so many times you might not you you but you gotta know what you're talking about so if you know if you're going to teach it you got to really understand the concept so therefore the, um, that's number one as as Barabbas explained to them, and the questions asked, lo pam, not just uh, one time. It's very common. that the teacher learns something new. In this case, the doctor is going to learn something new with for for the healing and for the helping the patient. But clearly, this is also benefit for the patient. So we say, at the end of the day, yes, the stated purpose of bringing the students around on rounds is for the sake of the students, for them to learn. But the, there's no question. He says many times, the doctor end up, ends up learning more, and it helps, it benefits the patient. Um, so that's that's his answer. You want to say? Something?
Yeah, I wanted to add something. First of all, um, people know that a hospital is in a private place. Your medical information is to be shared with nurses. There may be medical students or residents. Furthermore, when the when the attending doctor is not there, the uh, and there's an, let's say there's an emergency, the medical students or residents, mainly the residents, have to know what's going on with the patient so they can take better care of you know the patient in an emergency. So that benefits the patient directly. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. But question becomes: so Where do you draw the line? You know, I'm visiting many times. The doctor will leave the computer open outside the room, and I see you know I can. I could read it. Does a janitor have to know? So well, that's the question. How, where do students fit in in that hierarchy um, of people knowing the patient's medical information? Well, right. Uh, the nurses need to know because they're caring for the patient. Students are not caring for the patient in this in situation. In some instances, they will be. Okay, so you're right. So then there's no question. <coughs> but he's saying even if not, just the mere fact that uh, uh, that uh, the students will ask questions, yeah. at the end of the day, that's sufficient reason to permit them to, to be to reveal the medical information to them. Right. A lot has to do with how the doctor and the patient understand this kind of relationship and say anything about what the doctor needs to tell the patient or how the doctor has to prepare the patient for this sort of thing or does he have to do anything. Because uh, some doctors do it very well and the patients appreciate it and some doctors are just awful and the patients are very upset about it. Right. So, well, that gets to the next part, which we mentioned, which is treating them as inanimate, uh, in, uh, treating the patient as a inanimate object, just as a prop for your teaching. So that will, you're right. Bedside manner is a key part of this, without question. So we'll see. So we'll get to that in a second. So right now, we're, first he's addressing the confidentiality part. So he continues here. Um, so, uh, so now he gets to the second part. So as far as confidentiality, he says no problem. There's more of a reason to permit it in this case than even last week's case. Um, question of, let's say, revealing to a fiancé that's going into a marriage, whatever the case was, which he also permitted it in that case. And, but here he's saying there's even more of a reason to say it's, it's not an issue. Now he says... What yeah. if medical students have the same sworn to confidentiality like doctors? Yeah. Well, that's not that's, he's not discussing the next stage. No, he's going to reveal to, med to students. Now, there's a new question. When the students have that information, are they considered professionals? That's a good question. I don't know. Because if they're sworn yes, to confidentiality, legally. it's less dangerous. If they're not, they can go blabbering all over the place. When did you take your Hippocratic Oath? You don't get me started Hippocratic Oath. <laughs> I, I was going to ask... It's irrelevant, anyway. No, I was no, going to ask, though. We took a Hippocratic Oath the day we entered medical school. So at that point in time, we were committed to confidentiality. Mm, Only if it was in that hip version of Hippocratic Oath you took. Plus, those days uh, he's uh, not a youngster. I'm old. Yeah, but even when he was taking Hippocratic Oath, it wasn't the Hippocratic Oath anymore. Right. Something else. Did you say it in Greek or? No. <laughs> <laughs> that Oath himself was there. Oh, okay. Well, then that was the original. <laughs> I knew Hippocrates, um, and you. So <laughs> my question was: when a patient says, either in my doctor's office or in the hospital, and says, "Doctor, I really want to speak to you privately." And that happens. And right. all of a sudden, anyone in the room is asked to leave, right? And then the doctor is left alone with the patient. And the patient often reveals very sensitive information. I have a sexually transmitted disease. I slept with someone else, and I don't want my wife to, whatever. So the bottom line is then that information. You're an ENT, by the way. Well, trust me, we hear, er you know, hear everything. I know there's STDs in the air. In the air. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there's STDs but in the your question ear. But the question is, that information is assumed by the patient to be held in some lockbox, mm -hmm. but that's completely false because that information has direct implications for their medical care. 
So then, as soon as the doctor leaves the room, then it's shared with the medical team. Hey, just want to let you know that uh, blah, blah, blah. And this might impact our so treatment. We'll, so we'll get that's the next part of the class, maybe hopefully before you leave, which is, you know, it's meaning, let's say you swear to the patient that they're not going to, you know, he tells you, please don't reveal it. I I, I'm not Yeah, swear. okay, but I'm saying, but even, the so assumption, we'll to, even if you swear, we're going to see that it's, you could still. It's a it. false swearing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we'll get this. It's a good point. Our point. Because mm-hmm. the doctor will forget 20 seconds after he leaves the room. <laughs> the, the women in the office, the nurses, they'll, they'll remember. <laughs> <laughs> what a sexist comment. It is. Very, very sexist. That's the way it is. No, he's right. downgrading he's doctors. doctors. Yeah. Female physicians as well. Yeah, it and means the, the doctor. Correct. Yeah. So I think. Yours I don't think that was the intent, though. It was no, 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 <laughs> no, with, not. Not with a female patient. You got a female in the room. All right, moving on. <laughs> okay, so now, so now we'll get to the next point, um, which is what you brought up, and what Ron brought up, or what Russ brought up, and Ron brought up, which is he says, so that's as far as confidentiality. He says no problem. Go ahead and reveal it. There's no issue to students. We don't have a problem with students. But he says there's another issue. He says, There's another issue when you're gathering around, um, when he's gathering around students around the bed. Studentim um, of his students. Studentim, or who are his students? Yes, because you could have students who are not his students. Umarim lahem mikomos. And he's showing them on the guy's body. You know, this is, oh, you see this? This is, this is an STD. This is syphilis. Right? So, uh, on the different parts of the body. For STD, of course you're going to show everything. Right, so, okay. I mean, that's what he's saying. So now, so mean, yeah, now he says you have a different issue here. Besides confidentiality, he says you're showing him different. I feel him comes to storm, and even in private areas, he says. He says, so, he says, well, who? So what's the problem? It's embarrassment. It's a humiliation for the patient. Forget confidentiality. And another issue we have humiliation. If you bring men around a woman patient, or you bring women around a male patient. So so he's saying there's, there's going to be an issue of humili- humiliation for the patient, embarrassing the patient, which is not a good thing. So he says, and he find he says, a a something to lean on in my words, Midivriagon and Siv, um the Nitziv, interesting enough, which by the way if you noticed here, I don't know where I'm not sure where I got to found this in my files actually, so we did it sometime in the bed. But this is a English book, some related to just it's called I think the book is called What If. It's been it's basically cases taken and it's um, it's on the parsha of the week, all types of questions, interesting questions. Some of them have to be medical. This one is going on the Parsha Mitzora. If you see, you bring the verse on top, which is from Vayikra, um, where it basically discusses there, says to which day brings purity, which day brings impurity. This is the laws of Taras. Okay, to teach which day. So meaning the, the Gemara, I think, learns that when you have a Taras, a patient, a Mitzora, what's it called, a leper, is the classical translation. So he has to be seen by the Kohen. So it says, why does the Torah use the language to teach? Lahoris means to, to, could be ruled as ruled. So if I remember, the Gemara says there, and that's what he's going to quote now, or the Nitzvah, I don't know if it's a Gemara, that says that the Kohen would bring around all his students to, to show him what leprosy looks like. Because the Kohen is the one who has to identify the, the skin color, and there's different colors. Is it a regular, is it just psoriasis? Or is it leprosy? Right? What is it? Is this a spiritual disease, physical, whatever? So, so the Kohen would have to teach his students. The question is, 
Uh, so, so says the Tziv on that, and that's what he's going to quote now. So it's similar to our case. The Kohen is bringing students to figure out what disease this guy has. Does he have to rest? Um, so he says... He was bringing them as, a second, as an opinion. Wasn't no, no, no. It's not an opinion. The student called him. The co- stu- the whoever it was, the Cohen who was in charge of the base of Mikdash, he would bring around the other Cohen for them to learn. Yes, the other Cohen for them to learn. They're consultants. No, but they're not. I'm saying they're learning. They've never seen him before. Students. Student Cohen. Intern Cohen. Then you said Cohen, then you went back to students. No, no, I'm saying Cohen interns. They're Cohen, listen, they're born. You're born a Cohen. You follow the Cohen, you're Cohen, you're stuck. But they have to learn how to identify Tsaras. That was part of their job. Okay, so that's the question. Is that okay? So, so the Nitziv says, interestingly enough, on this verse, in Vayikur that he's going, and he says, um, the Nitziv, his name is an acronym for Naftali Tzvi Yehuda Berlin. It's a very long name. Try to say that 15 times fast. Um, he was a rabbi in uh, Berlin, I guess. No, his name was Berlin. I don't know where he was a rabbi, but a famous guy. He started uh, one of the first yeshivas in Europe. So we're talking 1800s. He translates this verse. He has a commentary in the Torah called the Hamak Davar, and he says there on that on this verse, he says, um, to 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 teach on or literally Lahors can mean to rule also on the day of the of the impurity and the day of the purity to to, and this is the laws of the Mitzvah. Shemavarapi arrived at He explains, according to a Medrash, the Perish Lahoros, the translation of the word Lahoros there in the Torah means Hainushak Kohen, he would he would teach when the case came in front of him. He would call his students, to, to describe to them what the vision of what this picture of a of a of a affliction of Tzaras looks like. Plot of an old detail. Then the verse ends with the words, This is the Torah of the Matsara. Kosov Lavari explains that. He says an interesting, fascinating thing. Listen to this. He says, this, The reason why the Torah is telling you, it says, He's translating again, based on the matters, the words Lahoros doesn't mean to rule whether this is a matzah or not, but to teach. And, and the Medrash says, we see from here that he brought around the students to teach them what it was like, what it looked like. And then the Torah ends off, the same passage says, Zos Torah Samtzorah, this is the Torah, meaning the rules of the matzah. So he says, the Torah is coming to tell you here that this is specifically to Zaras, the Bemes who bezayin gadol, it's really uh, a, a humiliation to gather around. You're going to gather around ten rabbis. Okay, let's uh, show you this guy's affliction that he spoke Lashnara. So, so, so how are you allowed to do that? The Torah is specifically saying, specifying, it's only here that you should look at, that you can bring people in. If it's another ruling that's really concerning, the, like you're talking about, the private person's life, um, Okay, it would be prohibited to do this. I'll and to air and to embarrass and to humiliate the person who's asking the question. So, meaning this is very relevant. Rabbis and doctors, right? Someone comes in and asks me, like you're saying, can tell me about the affair. I don't call up uh, my colleague and say, Rabbi, I, uh, I'm going to conference you in here while this woman's telling me about her private matters, right? So, he's saying that's humiliation. You can't do that as a rabbi. And he's saying so too as a physician. He's bringing proof from this. It's only by Matsura for some reason the Torah seems to have allowed it. But in other cases, it would be a problem. It's only because of Matsura, and again, without getting 
politically incorrect, but he does here, which we tend to do in this class. So he says it's only Mitzorah because he, listen, he needs, a, he needs an atonement for his Lashonara that he spoke, that he embarrassed someone in public by speaking about them. So therefore we allow, we make an allowance here to bring other Cohen students in, um, even though we humiliate him. But, uh, but he says, but normally, of course, it would be prohibited. So he's bringing a proof from this that to bring students around the bed and then you're showing them this guy and you're opening this guy up and you're showing him all around his body, that's, that could be a problem. And K. Nilman Bizei says we can learn from this, from this uh, commentary, that it would be prohibited for a doctor to gather around students around uh, the bed of, uh, of a patient uh, because you're humiliating the patient. It's humiliation for the patient. Therefore, he says it's it's proper to get consent um, from the patient, as we mentioned before, before you're going to do this. So before you bring in uh, 20 students in the room and start showing around his all his problems, he says it's proper to get consent because of this reason. And if the guy objects, he says then you shouldn't do it for this particular patient. You don't have to get permission to, from a tzora. Right. That's the point. story you don't, for something else you do. That's exactly what he pointed and out. This commentary is saying that Mitzorah is specific to Mitzorah because this, uh, that we allow this, that the Torah allows this. But normally we see it, in a normal case, it would be considered humiliation. It wouldn't be allowed. So there's nothing in medicine for which should be allowed? Nothing equivalent to Mitzorah? No, again, he's, he's, not, he's saying if it's for the benefit of the patient, to save the guy's life. The guy's coding, of course, but I'm saying he can't ever bring students in the room. Saying just to sh- teach them, and then to, and where it's in a case, listen, if he just, if the guy consents, it's no problem. But if the guy doesn't consent, and you're showing his, you know, the guy has something on his private parts, it's not a good he's saying. Then in that case, you shouldn't do it without consent. That's what he's saying. Hmm. That's his point. You okay? Can you just walk into the room with a bunch of students and say, look at this, this isn't so right? As long as you say this is not, this is an example that isn't so right, then you can... Oh, you're saying in a regular patient? What are you saying? It has to be conned. They would all have to be conned. Depends if it's in the differential body. It would all have to be conned, and conned can't go to medical school because of the cadavers, whatever. Okay, um, so okay, so that's the end of this response. Um, so, uh, so interestingly I've enough, not everyone agrees. This, yes, I've got a question on this. Uh, it, it might be related, it might not. Layot by Yom Hatamay. Why are they saying by Yom? To teach the, uh, which day brings impurity and which yeah, day does. Why are they using the word Yom and what does Yom mean over here? Yeah. I, I believe. Um, I haven't looked at a Chumash in a while, but I believe that. Well, then um, let's leave it. That it means. No, you, no, you say it out. You can owe it to me. No, no, I'm I'm not, let me tell you what I think it means and I'll check if I'm right. The, it means, meaning because Saras is only, you have to check on certain days, meaning a guy just gets a, you know, a, a skin patch. So it could be psoriasis. It could be, you know, it's after a number of a certain amount of days, like you're supposed to check on day three, day seven, there's certain days that the Cohen has to check. And that will prove whether it's psoriasis or just a physical, he has to go to the dermatologist. 
the question the, is, is which day brings purity it so means that's what I'm telling you just telling you because different days it's seventh day third day I don't know I don't remember all the days but the Kodim had the specific days that you check he comes back he checks once then he comes back after seven days you need a you need a follow up visit so it's a whole so that's why I believe it's using that language but I have to check I'm going to look it up in Vayikra that's a good idea so bottom line is actually interestingly enough in Steinberg's book which I did not bring with me in Steinberg's halachic Shachanarach he says many many you gotta listen then you're not gonna know the bottom line you're gonna be calling me this is the bottom line no I didn't say that yet I'm gonna tell you so the Steinberg in his book I looked it up last night he says you can he brings this halacha quoting um, true is that says you can bring students around the bed it's not an issue because at the end of the day it could be for the benefit of the patient and he says even though and in the footnotes there he says even though um, Rabbi Goldenberg in his response him says there's another issue of humiliation he, 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 say, he, just, he says see this journal that answers up why it's, why it's not a problem either so he seems to be of the opinion yes, that you can bring students. Do you have to ask the patients if it's okay to have students there? No, so he's saying, listen, it's better, of course, to get consent. It's best to get consent, which is what he says here, too. It's best to get consent in any case. But Again, if you didn't, he's saying Steinberg still seems to be, if I remember correctly, that it's okay. Any. No, it's uh, in the good old days, when Russian hypocrisies are rolling around, generally, before a patient got in the hospital, the attending physician knew the patient reasonably well. And they admitted to the hospital, and the doctor may have warned the patient there would be residents, medical students involved. Today, I don't know how they do that because, yeah, the attending physician almost never admits the patient. Uh, the people that they see in the hospital may have never seen before. This could really be a major problem, not just with students, but just other doctors. Who the hell are you? Where'd you come from? Uh, what do you do? Why are you here? Where's my doctor? <coughs> yeah, I'm saying that's not, there's no legal meaning, there's no halachic or legal problem there because they are treating the patient. So of course they have to be privy to the information. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Meaning you're right, if they're not treating the patient. I'm saying that's, right, that's the f- way medicine works today. Is you you know, have the lawyers have a sniff test, it just smells bad. <laughs> there's something about revealing confidence to people who are kind of like hit and run doctors. I don't know. No one yeah. seems to have this problem except me, I guess. <laughs> Listen, this is the, the this is the way medicine works. Right? <laughs> so, so I wasn't planning on really doing this, but since Ron posed this question, it's relevant, as we're going to see in a second. Um, so this is um, this is one I happen to have. You called it another person. Which is discussing the case that Ron just brought up, um, which is, um, let's say a patient comes in. This is literally your case, Ron. You maybe this was you who asked the question. Possibly it was you. Possible. I don't have any more copies. So. One second, where is it? Can I just see that? Cop- where? One second, one second, one second. Where? No, I just want to see where it is. I have the book. I don't know if I have enough copies. So the, this is uh, Ron's case. There's two cases here which are very f- interesting. Um, and it's not in this book. I assume I am. Nine, seven, 
see the page number there? Can you see that again, sir? 43. I think that by Yom, Rabbi, can also mean a period of time. And does not have to be in sunset. Could be, but you asked in this case why it says Yom. So, yes, yes, period of time. But I'm telling you, there's certain times that Cohen, by the way, I believe he has to see it during daylight also, but I'm not sure about But there could be another issue. Is Steinberg Shulchan Aruch translated into English yet? No. Rosner is working on it, I believe. And he hasn't. Uh, Torah, especially. A valuable book. Rosner studies the next 10 more books this year before the end of the year before he can do that. Rosner himself, like 300 years old. You never covered that the patient is unconscious. So, uh, you mentioned the first so again, so if the patient's unconscious, so it's a good question, meaning you can't get consent, that's what you're asking. That means no, I remember from 50-something years ago, and it stuck with me throughout my career, that one of our icons, a person who I respected greatly, was taking us when Besides we were me. students or interns, whatever it mm. was, and uh, there was an unconscious woman, okay? Was in, um, and uh, he just pulled back the blankets and one of the students said, what about this woman? He said, and the, 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 uh, the, the professor said, this woman is unconscious, she has no shame. And that has stuck with me and I've valued that. And I, wait, wait, I actually... A good thing or a bad thing? Proper or improper? He said it was fine. He from did you, it. From your perspective, do you consider that proper or improper? Well, I questioned it at the time, and maybe I, I, I valued that guy's opinion a lot. But he said, listen, this woman is unconscious. She has no shame. And the point that you made, if you listen to your language when you were talking, is to prevent <coughs> the person from having shame. Is with a, And it is a conscious thing that that person has got shame. That is the reason why. Is a, it's a good question. Do you respect it? I mean, um, what do you, you can't get consent. Does that mean you don't do it? Or you say, I, I completely I disagree I, with, your, disagree. with your idol. I'm so sorry. Sorry? But, uh, and then when I, dead, I think he was completely wrong. No uh, in the operating room where we deal with unconscious people, Every day, multiple times a day, we are extremely I careful about it, right? you see these to pictures cover like patients, this, never like, right. to expose bodies, so, parts that don't need impressive. to be exposed. So. It's very deliberate, and if someone is exposed, it's like quickly, like there is no, even if someone's completely unconscious, it doesn't matter. What about well, you and I both know that to the medical staff working in an operating room, uh, nakedness is irrelevant. We that both is not know true. That. I disagree completely. Well, well, it, depends. it wasn't considered a good thing in the Bible. Uh, to, when to me, it's somebody uncovered irrelevant. their father's nakedness. That wasn't even no, that's different. Was that drunk, wasn't the medical yeah. drunk no. That's not what they meant, though. No, no, we talk about medical staff. So you disagree with that guy? No, it's a good point. That's a nice proof. That was a I'll never forget that. Yeah, I disagree. I think I'm saying the fact that he's someone's unconscious no, doesn't I, I make do not it. Respect I, that's his question. Does unconscious make well, it? There's no humiliation. They're all good question. The there are variations well, on Manny's well, 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 example. If someone is demented and you can't you get permission, can you do a rectal exam? Can a student do a rectal exam on him? Which is, I did my first rectal exam. A guy was demented. Six students came in to rectal exam. That's crazy. I mean, that's for sure. Today you give me another. 
married. Fired Did you have your pants <laughs> closed? By the way, between my career and your career, oh. the 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 um, the window standards have changed. Oh, for sure. Medical students improved. Many of them used to learn how to do public examinations. Many students learn how to do pelvic examinations on women having anesthesia. They'd go into a pelvic exam on them. So I mean, times have changed. What about bodies? One second, let me point. So the only I don't know. It's an interesting question. The question is, when someone's unconscious, is there humiliation? Can you say there's humiliation? It doesn't matter. There's a difference between violation and humiliation. Well, no, if you're sticking your hand, the violation is is I'm sticking my hand up their pelvic. That's very different than bringing students in the room. So there is a difference between those two. Why are you including that concept? No, so I'm saying is one is a violation of their body. It's called sexual assault in no. a legal term. <laughs> and, yes. and, and the other one is Man, teaching students. You've got a pathology that you're teaching Shelly, it's good you're not running for office. It's good you're not running for office. You're accused of sexual assault. But I want to finish my point. So I don't know the answer, Phil, yet. I don't want to say the answer. But in, I did see it discussed. The case of uh, where Alan's bringing up. Let's say, you have, is there a problem with a dead body, so that, first of all, we discussed many times, there's a concept in Judaism of treating a dead body with respect also, but as far as, even as far as breach of confidentiality, as I saw Steinberg does discuss it in his book, and he says, even after someone's dead, many posts can say there's still, you could, still can't reveal their medical information. Um, it's considered a breach of confidentiality, which is an interesting that, that, That's a different uh, issue now altogether, yes. revealing what happened to them. Often it's not the same as exposing them yes. or examining them. Halachically, I would, in summary, the way I understand it would be, and I don't know for sure the answer to Manny's question, which is if someone's unconscious, but we'll have to do research on that. It's a good question. But I'm saying, generally speaking, it would seem to me, obviously the best is to get consent. If you don't have consent, again, if what you're doing, whatever is happening, is for the benefit of the patient, whether it's, um, and the patient, for the patient's, for the benefit of the patient's medical care, then you don't need consent. I mean, then no, that would be, that, that would not, right, you assume consent, meaning, sure. no, it's, you don't need, um, once it's for the benefit of the patient, then that's like any other procedure. For sure. So even if it's someone else, like you're saying, today you have a hundred uh, different, what are they called, generalists, uh, whatever you call them? Hospitalists. Hospitalists. Yeah, you assume and you have nurses would act in their own best right, meaning, Or, yeah, or even if they might say no, if it's for life-saving, it overrides consent, even. That's a different issue. So, so meaning, but, but the, so if it's a benefit of the patient, there's no issue. And, and what he's pointing out here, there is a benefit of the patient of having students come around the bed. Um, but the, there's another issue of humiliation, which is, so that, he's saying, is a little more complicated. But again, so it's best to get consent. But the way I understand it, if it's for the benefit of the patient, it's, uh, Dr. Steinberg says it's okay.